welcome is Matt Zara. Um, before I start this episode, I do want to issue a disclaimer. Um, I just want to put a trigger warning now that this episode talks about self-harm and depression and anxiety, um, but the main focus of this podcast episode is about self-harm. So if you are someone who struggles with self-harm and you are in a bad place right now, um, the last thing I want to do is trigger you. So if you're in a bad place and you're in not a good headspace, um, please be mindful with continuing to listen to this episode um, and know your limits because I've been in a situation where I do think I can handle something and then two minutes later I can't. So I'm going to give you the opportunity now to click out, make that decision for yourself, but um, ultimately I'm making this as a resource um, for people who do struggle with self-harm. So yeah, just letting that out now. Okay, so basically I've been wanting to make this podcast for so very long and I've re-recorded it maybe six times and never posted it because I always let fear and judgment of others um, take over and control, Um, but I think I'm at this point right now where I need to talk about this, Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and do it. So a little about me and my journey with self-harm. Pretty recently, a few months ago, I hit one year clean of self-harm, and that is a pretty significant achievement, not just for myself, but just for anyone who achieves that, because that is a lot of hard work and commitment and just perseverance day after day after day to break a habit that had been wired in my brain for around three years of my life consistently. Um, So it's a lot of hard work. And before you know because i've had you know conversations where i do talk about self-harm and some people get worried and feel the need to report me um which i know is all in good conscience i just want to say i'm in a great place right now um and have been um i'm safe you know i'm not at risk of hurting myself or anyone else so i'm just letting it out there i'm just talking about this because i feel like people need to talk about this um a quite a number of teenagers self-harm so one thing i did feel while struggling with it was that it was such a niche thing to do and it was so misunderstood and um perceived in a way that people thought people would have thought i was weird or crazy or just stupid um and I want to say, I just want to reassure you that, no, you're not crazy. This is a very common thing to deal with, unfortunately, and that you are not alone. And personally, I never understood the weight of those words of you are not alone and how that was supposed to help me because I was like, well, I still feel incredibly alone. Um, I'm here to tell you that when people say that you're not alone, that means it's so easy to feel like you are the only one who deals with this and that nobody around you, no one around you understands the urges and the anxiety and the struggle and the hiding and the lying, but they do. 
unfortunately they do because it is so so common you'd be surprised um and the next thing i want to say is if you are someone who has a friend or a family member or anyone you love who self-harm who self-harms i just want to say the best way you can support them is to listen and to be there and not use it against them because they are already doing that to themselves in their head they're already feeling so against themselves they already feel like the whole world is against them so the best thing you can do is just listen and just remind them of their worth of their impact of the temporary the temper the temper <laughs> english is very hard the temporariness is that even a word of their feelings the intensity of their feelings um the situation that may be causing stress or the person that may be causing stress i think that was a reminder that really helped me get through a lot of situations and a lot of urges because i reminded myself that this is all temporary i'm not going to feel one certain emotion for the rest of my life i won't feel this intensity of sadness or anger or grief or frustration for the rest of my life your mood is going to fluctuate so reminding yourself that this is temporary and this is going to fade with time um are you going to feel that emotion again yes but to different agree degrees of intensity um i think another thing that really helped me is you know it took me two or three four or five maybe times to really try and stay off self-harm because just like putting down any type of vice any type of bad habit it is incredibly hard to start and stay starting so i would say the first few days are incredibly hard and the first few days to the first month or so are incredibly hard because it takes around a month to break a bad habit so the best way i got through it was i downloaded one of the tracker apps um so like i use i am sober which is primarily used for alcoholics but is now you know programmed to fit all types of habits using that to track my progress and i think it was a really big help because there's a community feature on it and so um a big struggle i felt was i felt like no one when i was going through urges or going through my like breakdowns i couldn't go to like my best friends because they didn't understand what i was feeling thankfully they didn't because i hope no one no one has to go through that but um i would say there's a community feature on the app i am sober that you know when you pick type of habit you're trying to break so for mine is self-harm it's a whole community of people who are the same progress as you so let's say you're three days clean of self-harm it's all people who have just achieved three days of self-harm like clean of self-harm and all of them and all of them talk right it's a whole like community forum and just reading through it really helped me give comfort because people are able to relate to you in a way that sometimes the people closest to you closest to you can't so i would really highly recommend downloading some type of tracker i really do recommend i am sober i think it works there's features on it that really really work and another app that has helped me since like middle school is um i've talked about it on here before it's called send fellow um it's a mental health app it 
helps it helped me develop the skill of kind of reframing how I think about myself. So there's a whole reframing feature where let's say I think I'm not think, you know, I'm like, I just fell. Everyone around me probably thinks I'm an idiot. If you write that down, it helps you. There's a feature that helps you reword that in a way and helps you see and it like how do I explain it it rewords in a way of I just fell and then you rewrite it as I just fell but that's okay because I'm human you know it helps you develop that rethinking skill it helped me rewire the way I think about myself which I think is a huge root of why some people may self-harm because it's the lack of worthiness they feel within themselves so this really helps reconnect like my brain to stop punishing myself for being human and i think um another thing i could say i could talk about this for hours but i think another thing i could say is um i know i have a i have a bigger female audience than i do have a male audience but if you're a male and you're listening to this i want to say first off your feelings are valid a big number of people who self-harm are guys and and due to the way that society has perceived men's mental health, um, I feel like it's even harder for them to talk about this issue, even though the issue itself is so stigmatized and so pushed under the rug. And so, you know, if you're, so like a way that, a way to get help, especially if you're a guy, it's harder for people, especially guys, to talk about their emotions and be vulnerable. I feel like girls, it's easier because they are allowed, quote-unquote, allowed to be emotional, but men can't, quote-unquote, can't, and that is an idea that really frustrates me because I just, I believe, like, we're all people and we all need to feel things and we all should be allowed the space and the acceptance of doing so. So, um, you know, if you know a guy that's self-harming or you are a guy that is self-harming, First off, your feelings are valid. Second of all, um, one way you can reach out to help if you don't feel like, if you don't feel comfortable reaching out to those close to you is hotlines. I used hotlines for quite some time when I did not have access to professional help. Um, all of it's confidential. All of it's confidential. Um, hotlines were making a list of outlets or resources that you can use this can go collectively for both for anyone male and female but i feel like i'm just like giving out resources for just anyone who doesn't feel like talking to someone close to them is working because i felt that too making a list of reasons of why you shouldn't do it or why you why you shouldn't do it period so that means you know for me when i started I wrote down, I didn't want to continue to hurt those closest to me. I didn't want to hurt people I love anymore because the truth of the matter is when you make the choice to hurt yourself, not only are you hurting yourself, you're hurting around everyone close to you who loves you because no one wants to see someone they love get hurt. So when you are choosing to do that to yourself, it is very incredibly difficult for people who love watch you do that. Um, and you shutting them out and, and them feeling helpless and not knowing how to 
provide for you and support for you. It's a very incredibly hard situation. Um, so I think it's just, so making a list of reasons why not to do it, whether it's for people, whether it's because you, you know, you're tired of hiding scars or any, any, or the, or the things you use to do it, or because you want to experience life without it and no longer deal with the urges and the anxiety and the heaviness, um, and another part of this discussion is also the fact that a lot of people do want to get help. It's just the fact that they are denied the help they need. And that is a situation I've been in before. And it is incredibly, incredibly hard to go through because you have done the hardest part of accepting the fact that you have an issue and you need help to get through it. Which, first of all, if you've come to that point, I'm very proud of you. It is a very difficult thing to do. And second of all not being able to get that help because your feelings are not determined as valid or you're you're not or you're quote unquote faking it or you're an attention seeker. Also key tip, if you've ever, ever said that to someone who deals with self harm or any type of mental illness or anything, you really need to be educated and you really, really hurt someone because Another reason why self-harm is never talked about is because people misunderstand it and don't understand and are not educated on it and real and perceive it as attention seeking or faking it and that is the most frustrating thing and the most hurtful thing you could say to someone who self-harms. So when it comes to not being able to get professional help, again, resources, um, something that forced my family to accept the, accept my mental health journey is talking and taking a leap, actually talking, I talked to my friends and my friends are the ones who really, they basically reported me, which I never was angry at them for doing because I knew at the end of the day that was something I couldn't get myself to do and I needed someone to do it for me because I just... I knew that was that was the step that needed to be taken and it's the scariest one especially when you are from a culture that doesn't have any concept of mental health or mental well-being so going with someone to report or reporting yourself to your school because schools have state mandated protocol of having to get you evaluated and get you the help you need but my issue with that is a lot of students can get the get the help they need but when they bring the situation back home that makes things even worse for them mentally because there's no understanding or education of mental well-being at home hence they can be cut off from the help that they need um if that's your case trust me i've been there i know how it feels and i promise you we will get through this um And for me, it really took sitting down with my parents and telling them the truth of how I feel and having people around me tell the truth of how they feel, you know, when other parents open up to them about their kids and their mental health, it caused my parents to open up their mind. So sharing stories, it doesn't have to be 
um, people you personally know, but just people in your community or people who are from your culture who have opened up about mental health, um, just bringing that up in a conversation with them and then maybe starting to talk about your own personal experience, that can be a way to help. But one thing I do want to remind you is that is an incredibly tough situation to be in and I completely understand that. But don't think that it'll never get better or that there's no way out of it because, you know, recovery is real. Recovery is achievable. Um, but it takes time, patience, um, a lot of perseverance. Um, but you're never alone. So I think this is about all the topics I wanted to hit. Um, you know, if you are someone who struggles with self-harm or you know someone who struggles with some self-harm, I just want to remind you that you are very loved, you are very needed, your emotions are valid, that you're more than enough, and that you can get through this, I promise. And, um, yeah, I hope this helps. Thank you for listening. Um, yeah, that's about it. Bye.